Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. And welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. My name is Brent. I'm your host. This is the show we rate, revo- rate, review, and talk about RPG-like things. With me today, I have my main man, Nick. Man, what's happening? Uh, you know, nothing much. Same old, same old. That you always sound so excited when I introduce you. Like there's no energy. Could could you do it once more with feeling? Uh. Dude, I don't. You know, I don't really have energy. The, the dudes that met me know I don't have any energy. So that's so unfortunate. It'll be a little. But you know, just this one time as a late birthday gift or whatever, uh, do it again. Okay. All right. So I have my main man, Nick. How you doing today, man? Man, I am fucking great. It's great to be here. Uh, I always love hanging out with you. You know, and uh, you know, can't wait to get the show started. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So uh, today. We want to talk about strategy guides slash walkthroughs slash FAQs, all right? That's what I want to talk about. And mostly because we're coming off of Chrono Cross, which in my opinion is a game that relies heavily on you accessing information extraneous to the game if you want to do everything, okay? And uh, I guess before we get into it, this is most relevant to our genre of choice because there are it does this thing where there's lots of missable things and you're not always especially older RPGs you don't really always have a hardcore idea of where you're supposed to go next so it's kind of more relevant to this genre than I would say almost any other genre and uh before we get into it like I really because I don't want this to become a discussion of is that a good thing or a bad thing for RPGs. Like, I just want to just leave it as a fact. RPGs are what they are. Um, I personally don't have a problem with there's missable things in RPGs. That is not a detractor to me. Like, that just means there's more things for me to find on a second or third playthrough. Um, how? I mean, how? what are your feelings on the matter so we can just get it out of the way and move on? Um, I hate missables, and okay. I also hate points of no return, because uh, I feel like those are bullshit. I do not mind having things that are, like, out of the, out of the way, or you have to backtrack, or something uh-huh. like that. I just really dislike things being, um, I guess, removed from uh, your ability to 
uh, eventually obtain them. I, guess. I mean, even even all right. So even if it's story relevant, like you still hate like that you can't backtrack. Like, I mean, if a bad guy destroyed like an entire island, you're still upset you can't go back to that island. Yeah, because it feels like it's a a cop out, like sort of like uh, I don't know. Like it always just bothers me. Okay. With, with shit like that. I mean, that's fair. I mean, I'll I'll say it doesn't bother me. It bothers you. All right, moving on. So for the purposes of this discussion, I want to clarify at least a difference in verbiage on strategy guide versus walkthrough. So when, for, at least for this discussion, we could, I mean, this does not apply extraneous to this episode. This just is going to be a way for us to differentiate the two different types of, of resource material. Because when you look at... Um, these quote-unquote resource material for progressing through a game. There's um, the physical paper, um, like, strategy guide. That's what I would call a strategy guide. It's, it's you know, nice magazine paper kind of stuff. You know, softback, sometimes collector hardback. But, you know, it's got maps and pictures and shit in it. And then there's, there's walkthroughs. And when I say, when I'm going to say walkthrough, I mean online guides, um like you would find on GameFAQs or um, RPG shrines. Okay, is that fair? That the so we can we can use that vernacular that work for you. Uh, yeah, it's fine with me. All right. So um, let's start off with just talking about uh, strategy guides. All right. So strategy guides are often and they are distinct from walkthroughs to me, and they don't give you or Sometimes don't. Sometimes they do. But for the most part, they don't straight up tell you point A to point B. Like, you get maps of dungeons um, with, you know, it'll show you where, like, the items are. But there's not... Um, sometimes there'll be a little note at the bottom of the map. Just make sure you get the thing. It's the only one in the game or whatever. But there's there tends not to be a, a, um, a ton of it like there would be in a walkthrough. Um strategy guides are to me they're they're a bit cooler um they're not as useful as um some walkthroughs that you can find can be but uh they're i don't know i like having them um do you have any favorite like strategy guides that you own do you how many do you own do you own a lot of these uh not own very many i think i own maybe like 10 Okay. At most, like I have them somewhere in a cabinet, like, uh, yeah. Um, but to me, a strategy guide, just like anything in life, can be hit or miss. Like it depends on the, who the published it, and I guess uh, to also an extent who the author was. Yeah. You can have some really decent strategy guides that are that actually go really in depth, and they'll have not only the maps, but they'll have like boss strategies mm-hmm. or like a general guide through. Uh, like an, a, a location as opposed to like this is a uh, dipshit forest uh, just follow the map that's it uh, you'll have something like all right so this is dipshit forest uh, you'll notice that the monsters will be a little bit stronger here and yada 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 uh, but it's never they will never be as in-depth as a walkthrough can be no um and to me that can the that in-depthness can kind of be a bonus because sometimes if you're following a walkthrough and it's a lot of... Because you kind of got to keep track of where you are in the walkthrough if you don't want to miss something sometimes. 
Whereas a strategy guide, you can kind of easily get to where you are and get an idea of where to go next with leaving a lot of the how you do it up to you. Whereas a walkthrough, since it's most of the time uh, purely text-based, they have to do a lot of head west down the corridor, the north through the next corridor, and it kind of takes a little bit of the, the doing it for yourself kind of out of it. So in that regard, I do enjoy strategy guides. Um, I have more than a handful. Like I have, uh, I would say, probably 30 or 40 different strategy guides around. Not all of them are for RPGs. Like I've got uh, strategy guides for the first three Resident Evil games, like the first three Tomb Raider, just a ton of, I got a ton of them for the PlayStation. I don't really remember the acquisition process on that. Like I got Kingsfield 1 and 2. Uh, I think I've got most... Final Fantasy game strategy guides, if they had an official published strategy guide. Um, my favorite strategy guide, however, is an unofficial uh, Final Fantasy VII one. I can't, I don't have it, I should have set it over here in front of me. Um, but it's one, like, you'll know, you, it's most famous for, it came with a poster, okay? And this poster, in good condition, actually pretty valuable, with this, because it had all this really cool, unique artwork throughout the thing. It's thinner, it's laid out better. Um, and I just love that book, like my original copy of it, like it just came to pieces. I, I, I just thumbed through it looking at the artwork, um, and the layout is so dramatic and cool that I just, I tore it to pieces and, um, last year, the year before, I don't really remember, um, Brittany tracked out a copy on eBay for me that wasn't, cause mine at that point, at this point was just kind of like sitting in a folder, all the pages, cause I didn't want to throw it away. Um, she found me a, a really nice, um, copy of it. So that's my favorite. Um, do you have one particular that stands out to you or do you kind of have just like the run of the mill stuff? Uh, I've actually got a, uh, a magazine that I enjoyed a lot, which is Tips and Tricks, because um, I found the stuff they put out was, uh, it's never the scale of a strategy guide, but it was generally, depending on the game, like enough information to support your gameplay uh, mm -hmm. without um, destroying it for you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I don't know, actually, fuck, maybe it's not Tips, tips and Tricks, but I have one for uh, Sweden 2. It's, maybe it's EGM monthly um i don't know but it's all it is is like maybe 10 pages with uh how to recruit every character it's my favorite one nope there was one for tips and tricks that has uh stuff about the uh a ending for valkyrie profile which i would never would have figured out without the fucking magazine because who the fuck would ever figure that shit out yeah, and, and like that's that's a unique uh, point too. Um, like a lot of these supplementary magazines that used to be a thing. I love tips and tricks as well. Um, Nintendo Power was great. In uh, like often there would be enough material in these type of magazines to get you to things you didn't think of before, which is one of the reasons I don't necessarily hate uh, missables and like points of no return or just hidden things, secret things, because um, you would often find out about them later or um, and you would feel really accomplished because you'd go back and do it again or whatever And because we were kids and we had a ton of time just to play shit over again. Um, so, I mean, that was really cool. Like I said, love tips and tricks. Um, it's been always great. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, and it also, 
we used like a lot of these uh, alternate endings, like good ending, bad ending. Even in the early days of the internet, when we get to talk about walkthroughs, you wouldn't necessarily find that information in a walkthrough. You would find it listed in these these uh these like uh, cheat code websites, like uh, I forget them. Like what was it like super uh, cheat CC or some shit? And like uh, uh, there's cheat CC. You got NeoSeeker. Uh, game facts. Well, the seekers like a full on like game facts clone these days. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I've never been to Neo Seeker really, so um, I've only ever stuck to game facts. It's uh, we'll get to that later, but uh, yeah, no, um, so yeah, no strategy guides. Do you have any uh, like terrible stories about any like a strategy guide, like something that gave you the wrong information? Because if anybody wants to reference the story on Breath of Fire three. Where they, uh, the official strategy guy definitely told our good buddy Blaine that he could beat, uh, Sunder and, uh, what's the other one's name? Sunder and the two pony dudes. What are their names? I think it starts with an M. Is it Balio? Balio? Oh, it's Balio, yeah. Balio and Sunder, um, on one of the times where it's a definitely you can't win fight and, like, he tried forever and, because the guy had suggested he might be able to get something special from it. So, um, I never had any of those problems. Um, I think maybe it was the FF8 strategy guide that had, like, uh, something was wrong in it. And I remember, like, because uh, my copy I had, like, handwritten over it in pen. Like, uh, like, this is, like, I wrote into this, like, an arrow to says wrong and this is what's here or something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton of, ton of memories of that. Cause I mean, none of, I don't remember having any problem in any of my Resident Evil guides or any of my Tomb Raider guides or anything like that. So, um, um, I feel like when they happened, they were like, not really too impactful. Um, and it is like, oftentimes these strategy guides be like, what, maybe a hundred something pages or more. Yeah. So there's a lot to edit. Uh, so it is kind of forgivable for some mistakes. Um, I know there was a couple guides, I can't remember specifically, but like, uh, like maybe things about the origin story of characters were wrong. Like I want to say like Red 13 and the Final Fantasy 7 Brady game strategy guide was like, his section was butchered or something, but I can't really remember. Uh, I do remember some, uh, table being, uh, wrong on the information. Like two characters tables were flipped or like mm-hmm. rearranged for some game. Uh, like stupid stuff like that would happen. Um, yeah, and I mean, in the the benefit, like, so there's a couple things that, so for all, I mean, definitely, like, preference aside, like if you have a something up on GameFAQs, like you have a walkthrough in the digital age, you can always edit it if you're wrong. Like these are things that you know had a specific amount of time to make it to market. There was no whoops, we messed that up. It's already at the printer. It's too late. Like there is no fixing that. So. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, what else? And also, they have to worry about layout of photos and stuff that that online walkthroughs tend not to have to worry about. So, um, but there is the tactile experience of a strategy guide where it is it is nice sometimes just to have something in your hands that's a physical thing um, to manipulate that adds to the experience. And it's part of my problem with like role play like uh like tabletop role playing online like because without physically rolling dice it's not the same so um 
that's one thing strategy can get. So if you were to give me some some pros and cons of uh, strategy guides, what would they be? Okay. Um, uh, I guess the collector's memorabilia thing uh, it has got going for it. Typically, you can get a strategy guide that has artwork in it. So if you're into the artwork of the game, you'd have like a nice little flip-through thing. Uh, instead of having to buy like a, an actual art book for the game, you can just get the strategy guide and you kind of get a bit of both. You get some help with the game, you get some cool art. Win-win. Um, the fact that there are images in the strategy guides, it can be a great boon, especially if you're a visual type person. Uh, like what I would find myself doing would be looking at like the like whatever map they included for whatever dungeon I was in. And typically they would have notated where what item is uh, in each part of the map. Um, and that would just play through, uh, like find the item and then like make a mental note that I got that already and then just keep going, doing my own thing. Um, and so uh, kind of skipping ahead, but a, a con for like text-based walkthroughs is that you have to like go step by step by step. And, uh, like, it's not, like, the same kind of visual thing. So if you're trying to navigate something and they're, like, especially if they don't know fucking cardinal directions and they're, like, make a left or they include, like, lefts and norths and wests. And it's, like, make left here, then take the north pass. And you're, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that's definitely a plus for walkthrough or strategy guides. Um, typically, when the... The stats, like table entries are right. They have table data for everything. Um, so like typically they'll have a bestiary, uh, uh, weapon, armor, magic, whatever information you need. Especially if it's a really good strategy guide. Like you just flip to the back at the at that at that section. You can see for yourself what weapon maybe you would want to get at this point. If there's an element attached to it, you flip to the bestiary. Is it this particular weapon get against this monster, and you can kind of strategize yourself that way. Um, so it definitely offers a lot more of a like in your hands kind of variety. Like it's easy to navigate typically. Um, so that's always been more convenient because you don't have to be stuck on a computer, especially earlier times when you didn't have portable computers mm-hmm. per, uh, that were prevalent. You could take the strategy guide, go and do what you want with it. Um, you can lend it to people if that's your kind of thing. Um, bad things are that it's a physical thing, so it will be damaged and destroyed eventually, just a matter of time. Uh, it costs money. Um, uh-huh. and I mean, it's once it's printed and it's in your hands, that's it. There's no takebacks. Like you can't edit anything. Um, it's all set in stone. So if there's wrong information, there's wrong information. You just like you did. You have to fix it yourself. Um, and they are, as a byproduct of that, can be very, very hit or miss. Like, I remember Brady Games, I think, did pretty good. I can't remember if Prima did really good ones. I think they're the two top mm-hmm. uh, publishers for strategy guides. Then you had, like, the third-rate uh, other people. I don't even know who the fuck any of them were, but there yeah, were some. They, they come and go based on, like, the game and the genre. Um, there was one company for a while there that was putting out unofficial strategy guides that actually had, like, uh, like Game Shark and Action Replay codes in the in the manual with the, in the strategy guide with the game uh, for the game. I remember those That's being pretty, pretty cool. I remember there being one company that was doing like NIST America specific titles and every one of their strategy guides is like a little fucking novel type thing where it's like uh, eight inches by like four inches or something. 
And that was always bothered me because they didn't match up with the other fucking strategy guys I had. Oh, yeah, no, that would suck. <clears throat> All right, so, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's that pretty, I think that's a, you covered it pretty well. Um, so before we move into walkthroughs, like, I guess, like, um, we kind of need to establish, like, uh, where we were when the, because this is more tied to the internet and il- the internet's relevancy, and it's going to affect how we view um, walkthroughs and FAQs as a source of information, right? Um, so I didn't get internet in like a meaningful way until I was 17 years old, really. I mean, because we had access to it at school, right? But that was school. And unless you were doing really janky shit, which we were, to get around the, the blocks, I mean, you really did I didn't have internet at home until, I don't know, I was 17 or 18, so, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was never really a, a readily access for me. How about you? Uh, I've had it in my, internet in my house since I was, like, 9 or 10. Okay, see. Um, but doesn't mean I knew where to go or how that's, to use it. I mean, that's true. That's true, but... Um, the other reason I found GameFAQs is because I was at the PX in Italy and Vicenza in the fucking little shitty-ass px is like they call them like audio zone or something like it was a extension off of the px mm-hmm. um i was in there looking for like just looking at the games when my parents were shopping for a fuck they were shopping for and this dude comes by and he's like a, <laughs> he's a teenager and he's talking to somebody else and they're like yeah man i went to game facts and found that thing there and i'm like thinking to myself game facts what the fuck is that so whenever I get home, get online, go to GameFAQs, and my life was never the same. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, no, that's a good, I enjoyed that origin story. Very nice. So online walkthroughs um, are a different beast entirely. They still provide uh, a ton of information um, about what you're looking for. So, like, uh, obviously your favorite source for online walkthroughs is GameFAQs, correct? That is correct. All right. It would probably be mine, too. There are all decent alternatives these days. Um, like I said, Neoseekers essentially become a GameFAQs clone. Like, I I kind of was just checking between most of the facts are placed in both places. Um, I do, this might be a little blasphemy, I kind of like the layout of Neoseeker just a smidge better. Um, because when you're in a, a page for a particular game, it's got all the other titles in the series, like, off to the right and it's less crowded like because the home page of game facts these days is super crowded <laughs> and, well, the problem with game facts is that it hasn't really changed since inception it's been the same layout since the fucking 90s yeah. so uh, obviously a site that's well it's advertising strategy has definitely changed oh yeah i mean they partnered up with like cnet and shit or, or like it's got acquired and now Mm-hmm. It's fucking ads everywhere, whatever. Like, there's two different types of guides. You can have traditional uh, text guides where you just click on the link, it pops up with a a file that you read. Or mm-hmm. the, they were really, I can't remember when it started. There was probably about four or five years ago. They were pushing HTML. Yeah. Uh, so then you click on to the link, and it's a different chapters. It's link. It, thing, yeah. Yeah, it looks more like it's kind of functions more how IGN's guides work these days, where you kind of link mission to mission and subheading to subheading. 
Um, which I think is okay, really, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and they can include more, like, visual mediums in those guides as well, I believe. The HTML guides, they're allowed to put photos and stuff in, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think so. I don't really see many with the photos, though. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's more... I mean, it's probably... It's a ton of work to do these things anyway. So, um... Yeah, I mean... So they're a different beast entirely. Like we said earlier, um, you end up in this. Uh, they're great because they're going to be more in depth. You're going to most full walkthrough slash FAQ um, files that you'll find have basically everything you'll ever need in one file. Um, however, you can also find more drilled down and more specific guides also listed on the same page. So, like, if you're simply just looking for a character recruitment kind of guide, you can find one that's all in one file and all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you are looking at them on a computer, um, you can easily control F to find a segment. Most, um, most of these authors, they create, uh, sort of like a table of content style uh, system that you can easily control F, try and find a, a particular segment you're looking for. Um, so do you have, uh, I guess when, so let's say you're like, all right, I'm going to go find, I need to, I need a, a, a walkthrough. I'm going to go to game facts and you're looking it up. You get to the page. There's all this, this long list. How do you choose which, walkthrough you're going to use in the list my first thing i look at is the file size me typically too the, <laughs> typically the higher file size means they put way more effort into whatever fuck they're doing yeah. um and then i look to on the left side and see whether they've been favorited or i don't know like i guess promoted by people that have clicked on it as well because it's like you got some weird thing where there's like a, a circle stars they're filled half filled uh don't really know what the fuck that usually means i just know like a full star typically i guess is better mm -hmm. um so I'll, I'll click on that um but really that's it you can also i guess go by date posted the newer ones are probably updated more with new information mm -hmm. um that's probably the last thing i look at okay and the i would be remiss if i didn't mention as far as online walkthrough sources um rpg shrines and i think uh rpg shrines in particular is really cool because that um, they do encourage a lot of like screenshotting through those guides. So a lot of um, places where, you know, especially like Super Nintendo or like PlayStation where you're trying to find like an invisible door around a way where that can be very difficult for someone to describe um, via text. It's just a simple screenshot right there on the page. Um, that's not as active or as updated as frequently as GameFAQs is. I, I don't actually know if anybody's updating RPG shrines anymore, but um, the one the shrines that are there, I actually think are, are a really great um, source. So, uh, I don't think RPG shrines like I, like I think they stopped at PS One. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't really like I would. Use RPG G strands for a bunch of shit when I was younger, but then there's nothing there for the newer games. It was all on GameFAQs or NeoSeeker, and I think why you see a lot of stuff on both of those sites is because whoever the author is, they have to be like, yeah, I will put this here or I'll put it there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I, I guess, I mean, whatever, doesn't matter. 
it's all the same. So, give me your pros and cons for online walkthroughs. Okay. Um, so I guess the uh, first first pro would be availability. Free. As long as you have internet access, you can find one. Mm-hmm. Can't get any easier than that. Uh, if you really need a physical copy, you can always print the back out or a section. Uh, I ac- may have actually used all the paper in the house one time and all the ink printing out a guide to some game. That was like I, um, pages I, would, I, was uh, I would be lying if I, I... I have a couple printed out facts around here. And that's mostly because I have a problem with like using... Like, all right, so I use a dual monitor on my computer, right? I have two monitors hooked up to the computer. But if I'm playing a game and looking at TV or playing a handheld, I have a hard time then picking up my phone or looking over to computer screen for more information. Like, that to me feels like too much. I really don't like using two devices to accomplish one task, Um, at least two digital devices. So it's just something about me. It feels less cumbersome for me to have a physical thing that I can flip through and look at. So that's just a con for Brent's neuroses, right? Because I understand that's that's probably mostly a me thing, but it's my life, okay? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a you thing because I have no problem. I, I'm, I'm, I'm switching I'm back sure, and forth. I'm sure it's a me thing. I I fully admit it's a me thing. But hey, at least if I print one out, I haven't done it in a long time. Like a lot of the ones I have around here are old, but like I, I've got them in binders. They've got like a like a cover page. Like they look almost like a strategy guide, just minus the maps and shit inside. So hey, whatever. At least I did it right. Yeah. All right. Continue. Uh, pros and cons. Um, the variety. Uh, definitely a big pro because uh, you're not limited to one person's uh, take or an author's take on the game uh, the walkthrough. So if you happen to find an author that you really like and they happen to have written a walkthrough for a game that you're playing, you can just really jump <coughs> to them knowing that they've done a good job. Um, conversely, if you want to take the time, you can browse through. Typically a game will have, depending on how popular it is, uh, between three and five to like four. 15, 20 fucking walkthroughs. Um, so yeah, you can browse through them all. Maybe one person writes in a style you like. Maybe one person includes a lot more information. You can use multiple walkthroughs. You can bounce between them, picking and choosing the things that you want to get out of them. Um, typically, walkthrough sites aren't also relegated to strictly being like a strategy guide or a walkthrough. There are cutouts. Like you were saying earlier, you can have like a boss fact, you can have a character fact for, you can have a character fact for all the characters, or one for just specifically how to play a certain character, what their best build would be. Um, things can get really fucking in depth. Um, you can also find, depending on how committed the people are to the game, um, screenshots of dungeons, like custom made little maps and fucking MS Paint. Uh, plenty of variety, plenty of things. Um, I don't know if this is really counted for, but there's also typically forms attached where if you need a, you have a question, you can post your question, get it answered relatively quickly, depending on how active the board is. There is also a section for frequently asked questions. I don't really look at facts. Uh, like even when there's a there's a fact posted for a game, I'm like, who the fu- what kind of fucking questions are there? Like I'd click on the fact, and there'd be some of like the most 
mundane bullshit questions like, when do I get the key to unlock the door to this thing? Play the fucking game, asshole. How many people are asking this question? Uh, stupid stuff like that. So I really try to avoid facts, but, um, fuck. They got me rambling about shit. Uh, I guess that's a good it for pros. You probably have some more that I haven't really thought of. Um, uh, my, uh, my, so aside from the, the, like me not liking to use two digital vices for one task, I really, uh, I find that if I'm following a walkthrough online, the game to me becomes more autopilot mode since the instructions have to be so more um, step by step by step instead of general. Uh, I do find myself like uh, I'll spend an hour playing a game and I really did. There was no autonomy there because I'm just trying to make sure I didn't miss something. I'm, I'm just, just following step by step by step through whatever the walkthrough does say. So, um, that's kind of, you know, it was kind of, that's just a throwback to, I think I mentioned the strategy again, and, and, you know, the, the very specific nature of it sometimes, uh, I don't do it on purpose and I know I can step away. I just don't realize I'm doing it. I just am like, that, well, that is the difference between a good walkthrough and a great walkthrough. Um, so like, I guess, give me the scenario. Why are you uh, in any, any geni- specific point in time why are you reading a walkthrough is it to find it find an item get past a certain point in the dungeon or are you just what's the deal so i mean typically and i that's what i guess where i was going to go next um now that we've kind of just established the difference um, between the two like when do you use them and why really um because i hear a lot of chatter out there where people think like using a walkthrough or a strategy guide is cheating when I don't necessarily think it's cheating. Um, so there's a couple primary reasons I go to a walkthrough or strategy guide. Um, a, I'm looking to do some sort of complete gold medal run of the whole thing and don't want to miss a drop of semen. Or um, I want a time crunch. So I end up using it a lot for the show, using them a lot for the show because. Um, I don't have the time to poke around and find who I'm supposed to talk to next. Or um, if I'm going through a dungeon, it's particularly like a maze-like dungeon. So if we start playing a game for the show, right, and like I get to the first or second dungeon, and it becomes apparent that these things are going to be labyrinthian mazes of of fuck you in the rectum, I'm going I'm going to a guide because I don't have time. To be, you know, spend 30 minutes through random battles and wall fucking just to find a potion. Like, that's not, that's not my life at this point in time. I don't have time or, or give a fucks for that. So, um, that I'll go to. And most of the time, like, back to the, the, the falling in line with it. It's not necessarily, like, I will have found the thing that I wanted to find that I referenced the guide for. But for some reason my mind doesn't, like, detach from the, like, I don't mentally unlatch from the teat, okay? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pouring all this information in my head on where I'm going to be going and doing, and it's just, it's just, okay, all right, yes, sir, I'll do that right away. Just, like, I'm fucking just going through it, and it's not, uh, sometimes I just don't go, ooh, time to, time to step away, because I'm just kind of getting the, into the groove. 
Um, and so, uh, and I don't find okay. myself doing that with a strategy guide. So, well, I only asked because uh, I feel like uh, a good strategy guide, at least for me, does that. It gives you step by steps. It's a wall of text, and you just follow. Like maybe you have a heading, like oh, now you're at Dungeon of Ice. And it's like a fucking essay. Uh, but a great walkthrough for me uh, has a heading. It lists like items at the top. Uh, yeah. lets you know if something's missable. And then it goes into uh, well-formulated, uh, I guess well-constructed, like the, the walkthrough. So for those, if I'm going through a walkthrough that I don't want to miss anything, those are fantastic for me because I'm like, all right, I'm just mainly concerned for the items and I'll do like a little checklist for myself, like copy paste those, put them into a, a notepad. And then as I find an item, delete it. That way I'm not worried about, I'm playing the game at my own pace. I'm still doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Um, but I'm making sure that I'm not missing anything that could be well, it's see, not, it's not important. But here's, um, here's, here's where I think I get my hang up. Right. Cause I'm with you. I'm looking at a heading, right? Cause I know how to spot a good, you know, I, I think I'm fairly good at, spotting trash walkthroughs from not trash but there's a heading there's the list of items i go ooh, i need to get that item in the list of items but i i look at the following you know i would say maybe anywhere between three and five paragraphs of text before the next heading right because that you're in a dungeon and so i don't see it till about midway through the third paragraph sometimes because the way that they just have to explain directions it is hard to separate yourself. Like I always feel the need to, all right, well, I at least got to follow step by step until I get down to mid paragraph or else I'm going to end up mid paragraph. And I've done missed a switch somewhere up in the second paragraph that I need to fucking hit to go around the circle in the counterclockwise way to get the, the butt plug fucking color variant number seven that I saw in the fourth paragraph that I really wanted to get to. You follow? I understand the dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's where the the falling in line comes to for me, like because I'm like, all right, well now I have to follow it all, and I've started, I've made it this far, so I just keep fucking going down the line because now there was some switch I pressed back in the first paragraph that I have no idea what that did because I didn't explore and find it for myself, so now I'm just kind of do 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 back into to tweedle tweedle d territory. Yeah, that kind of shit sucks. It also sucks when like you're following a guide and uh, the author like presume like just starts to presume that you know everything. And they'll be like the very like the very first dungeon. It's like okay, uh, I'll walk you through. You take a left here. You take a right there. Uh, make sure you avoid this monster here if you can. This chest is here for you. So and so. Then you get like to the last dungeon and it's like uh, yeah, just follow the path. There's, there'll be some chests. Pick them up when you get to the boss. Come back. It's like, what the fuck happened to the quality of this thing? Uh, so I guess that's a con, like variable quality, depending on the author's yeah. uh, fucking, I guess, what the fuck he's feeling that day or he or she. Um, and, and, and you're right there. That is a that is a very stark sort of thing. You can easily stumble into, get invested in a way that a, uh, a guide's sort of walking you through things. You might be doing things in a different order in this guide as opposed to another guide you might use. And you get about halfway through it and it's like they fucking gave up the ghost, you know? And it's like, ah, well, they just wanted to finish it. So now they've they've gone off into fucking La La Land somewhere and start giving you really off-kilter advice. So then you're kind of fucked because now you've done things in a different order than another guide. 
Um, so that that can really suck. Um, but to be fair, like you're right. When you find a a an author of these things online that does well one time, chances are most of their other guides are going to be pretty on point, right? So, and a lot of them stick to the same genres. So, like, BK Stunt, we interviewed early in the show, like, he has a very specific type of game. He plays a lot of RPGs with a lot of, like, adventure um, platformer-type deals mixed in. There's a backdated future, which you will see that guy is all over RPG territory, especially through the PlayStation era on GameFAQs. So you'll find people that you you recognize their their name and stick to their shit. Yeah, I like Sirik Z a lot. I'm actually friends with him on GameFAQs, but like not like friends friends. Like I, he was in a topic once, and I sent him a friend request, and he accepted. And I was like, yes. But uh, yeah, he does a lot of RPGs. Like he did an Ogre Battle '64 one, which I used uh, pretty heavily. So um, but yeah. So do you feel? Do you back to the original? I guess the crux of the question. Do you feel like at any point using a walkthrough is cheating? No. And why not? Uh, because you are not actively manipulating the game data. Okay. Like you are not giving yourself uh, infinite health or giving yourself the most <clears throat> powerful weapons. Uh, it'd be... it's. Uh, I mean, it's just like somebody... It's like having a friend in the living room with you who's played the game already. Being like, okay, now you go there, now you go there, now you take a, a right... Oh, yeah, you really want that weapon right there. That weapon will be good for you. Like, it's not... If people consider that cheating, then it, whatever, that's their, I guess, prerogative. Um, but it's it's free knowledge that's been given freely. Um, it's really up to you if you want to use it or not. Okay. I mean, that's fair. And that's, that's, I mean, that's how I feel about it. I see the argument that most of the challenge in an RPG is like the puzzle aspect of finding out where to go to next. And you are essentially, essentially solving puzzles without solving them. Like your method to solve puzzles is to Google it. It's like Googling the solutions to a Sudoku puzzle or a crossword. Um, okay. Who gives, I guess I understand that. Who gives Um, rat's ass? But again, it's, uh, it's especially in a single player experience. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Like, uh, you can feel superior if you want to because you figured out a puzzle or whatever. Great. Um, like, if you managed to get through a game, like, you formulated your own boss strategies, you got through, like, whatever fucking bullshit ice puzzle that's in every fucking ice dungeon. Fantastic. Good for you. Uh, maybe somebody else couldn't. Maybe somebody else is strapped for time and they really like the story. They want to just get on with the fucking story of the game. Uh, RPGs don't have difficulty levels. So what the fuck? What, what does it matter? I don't think yeah, it does. I, I, I and I'm with you. I think cheating is more. Um, I wouldn't say malicious, but it's it's more uh, like it goes a, against the spirit of gaming. Yeah, like I mean, because because the spirit of gaming would be to play it for fun and what's fun for you. And if what's fun for you is experienced in the story and the plot of a game, then fuck it. Yeah, just go to the strategy guide. Um, uh, that's kind of a slippery slope, man. Because you could say the cheaters could say, "Well, I'm having fun cheating." Yeah, but you're not. But you're you're manipulating the way that the game is intended to play, right? I guess I don't know. So, so I guess a better thing would be to say, as long as you're playing it as the game developers intended, yeah, and you're having fun, what who matters? 
Because at like, that rate, at that rate, everybody that looks up like that follows uh like boss strats in MMOs is cheating, just because you didn't fucking die a million times to figure out how the boss works yourself. Like fuck off. Uh, just so I can state my stance, I don't care about people using Game Shark or manipulating data as long as it's single player only. Yeah, if single you're doing player. that shit and getting on getting online, eat shit. Like I have a Game Shark. I've got Game Shark for fucking Pokemon. I, games because i'm fucking ocd about having to have ever since they put fucking uh hidden stats or whatever for your fucking pokemon like they can be between 132 whatever the fuck your stats and uh, it's like almost impossible to get it naturally you gotta like breathe fuck all that bullshit i'm just gonna fucking game shark in the perfect pokemon for whatever pokemon i want your five minutes on why nick will never let us play a pokemon game for the show fuck that shit like (laughs) Oh my god. We could play Pokemon Red and Blue and I'll maybe get back to Pavilion City. Like uh like I can I never beat Pokemon because it just bored the shit out of me. I can't I can't do it. They're not my type of game. Um but I also got like a game shark for the PS one and I fucking hacked in Islude, hacked in uh like made my own fucking class for Final Fantasy Tactics. Like after I'd beaten the game once, the uh, the fucking the game's my oyster. I can do whatever the fuck I want, like make my own builds it's fucking fantastic like the freedom you get and uh yeah i mean it's not hurting anybody it's a single player game yeah no i'm with you i'm with you 110 buddy so i guess when do you tend to say you want to access a strategy guide because i've already said when i tend to go to a strategy guide um what's sort of your limit and why do you go to a walkthrough or a strategy guide uh, typically, I will only really go and seek out a walkthrough when I am really, really stuck in a puzzle. Um, like, I'll maybe try to brute force something for like five, ten minutes, but uh, I value my time more than trying to beat my face against the fucking wall for two hours. So, I'll be like, uh, all right, I tried. I don't give a fuck. Let me look this up and see how to get past this. Uh, or in like some rare, rare instance where like you are fighting a boss and like you get like one turn KO'd and you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, I'll go look that up and they're like, oh, this dude has this attack. Uh, when such and such happens, make sure you equip such and such items. Oh, to yeah, avoid make this. sure you equip uh, the the uh, the items from the previous dungeons, not the one you got in this dungeon, because that has no effect on the boss. You need to equip the shit from the previous dungeon or else you're just going to, you know, want to break your controller. You're just always going to be fucking butthurt about East One, aren't you? It's, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I didn't. Like, why even give you addition like new gear? Like you pick up like more gear, not four fucking rooms away from the bot. All right, okay, um, yeah. I also will say that I have no problem with spoiler spoilers in my life. Like I I can be actively watching a movie and then something happens. I'm like, oh, what happens to this character? I'm fucking Google as I'm watching the movie and be like, oh, okay, whatever. And then continue watching the movie and it does not impact my enjoyment at all. Like I'm enjoying it just the same. Uh, so if I have like downtime at work, like uh, and I'm playing a game, I'll go online and like like read ahead of where I am just to kind of see what's gonna happen. Maybe mm-hmm. I need to prepare for something that way. I when I get home, I can just play it at my leisure and do what the fuck I feel like doing. I'm with you. I'm with you. So um, yeah, and I tend to have like a like if I am gonna play it like at a leisurely pace. And I'm going to do all, you know, I'm not trying to, to do everything. I'm just going to play a game to kind of soak it all in kind of thing. Um, my, I tend to give it about an hour 
before I, I look it up. Like if I'm stuck on a thing and I don't know where to go or uh, I'm getting my ass kicked or I can't solve a puzzle, I give it about an hour before uh, I look it up. So, because, uh, I mean, I didn't play FF15 with a guide or a walkthrough at all. I think I might have referenced one once, I think. So, I mean, I don't always use a walkthrough. It, it's, you know, I uh, I don't think you need to. So The only thing I did for that was uh, look up a trophy guide to make sure there's nothing I can miss. Yeah. How do you feel uh, that using these things... Uh, I guess we've kind of already touched it. Do you feel like it affects the experience? Do you think um, using a strategy guide or a walkthrough um, hurts or enhances the experience of an RPG? Um, That's a difficult question to answer because I believe it depends on who you are as a person. Uh, Somebody like me who's not phased by being spoiled things, who actively, I guess, is a min-maxer, so I would prefer to have the knowledge beforehand and then uh, counteract that, uh, whether or not I use their strategy or use my own strategy. Like, uh, like there'll be occasions where like people will level up characters or use different characters, the characters that I prefer, so it's really up to myself to try to figure out how to get past a certain obstacle my own way. Um, so if, uh, I mean, if you're the kind of person that's easily bothered by spoilers and like you, something gets spoiled for you or something like that, and if like it's the end of the world and you can't enjoy the thing anymore, you should probably avoid walkthroughs, even if you get frustrated because no, you're bound to be fucking disappointed in yourself or something like that. Um, but I mean, like it's just like so it depends on your personality, what kind of type of person you are. Like I find that walkthroughs can enhance my experience, uh, whereas somebody else may say they hinder it. So I mean, difficult question to kind of actually have a. Well, for, for you, what is it? Oh, for, for me? Um, I mean, they are supplementary information. They can only enhance, in my opinion. Um, like, I don't actively seek them. I do like to get enjoyment of games myself. Unless I'm trophy hunting and there's, like, very specific shit I got to do, then I'll just go and follow that, especially because I don't like wasting my fucking time. Um, but generally... I don't really go and look at walkthroughs, like, um, unless I'm really, really stuck on something. Or, like I said, it's some fucking shit with the trophy. Like, the trophies are really all I do for walkthroughs nowadays, because uh, I'll be like, okay, uh, pull up a trophy guide, what do I need to do first? Like, what what just comes naturally? What can I skip uh, until the end? What do I have to grind? Is there anything missable? Uh, and then kind of go through that. So I don't really ever spoil the game for myself, except when there's, like, a trophy that's like, oh, you fought... Hidden boss and hidden boss is like your best friend from childhood, and it's like, oh, okay, whatever, that sucks. Uh, but like, not a big deal for me. Only enhances the game. All right, well, that's cool. Um, for me, it enhances. I think to me, it's an integral, almost integral part of of RPGs. Um, I try, you know, my first playthrough. Um, I try to reference it minimally, but I almost always have one ready. Um, whether it be like a, a, a fact from game facts that I've, I've, uh, bookmarked or something like I've already went and picked my favorite out or, or whatever. And, and to me, it's just, it's just like the idea of sitting around to play a game and I've got the strategy guide over here and I could just like, Oh, that's over there. That's cool. Or, um, you know, just, you know, just, it's, it, I think it always, it, it enhances the experience for me. So. Let's uh let's we, I did ask on Discord for some some comments on this and we got 
it's been a ton of discussion since I asked this question on here. So we're just going to kind of hit the high points because we're already getting kind of long for a non-review here. So um, Josh says, and he was in high school, he wrote a, his own guide to FF7 and made a killing because guides were hard to find because the internet was, was kind of new and hard to get to. So he was being a scumbag. Um, that's awesome. Uh, personally, I don't like dislike guides. I just try and avoid them on the first playthrough. Some game puzzles uh, throughout the years have made it difficult, though. Lufia 2 and those damn colored blocks, Mario RPG and those damn tadpole songs, or even some items for games like Final Fantasy 2 Infinity. I think uh, they can add to the experience if used properly. Dude, that's not, that's not him being scummy. That's capitalism. That's true. I mean, that's fair. I support capitalism and, uh, and him selling the guide because it sounds like something I would have done. I don't see what his issue, though, with uh, damn tadpole things are. All you do is got to get a fucking, like, how old is this dude? Because all you need is a piece of paper and you write down, like, you jump on a tadpole and determine on, like, wh- whether it stays there or not. And then you fucking draw the lines on paper and you put the ones that stayed and then you go pick other fucking spots. But whatever. Hey, man, teach their own. Um, C10, I used a guide here and there back in the day when things were harder to know where to go and extra side stuff. A lot of old games, if you didn't read the text thoroughly, you wouldn't have a fucking clue where to go, which sucked. Uh, I would never, hardly ever use them on boss fights, etc., though, because I thought, uh, they ruined some of the challenge. Uh, I will give up and use a guide now if I'm stuck for more than two hours. That's his limit. So. I will say, though, there are some games that you absolutely need a guide for, like uh, Tecmo Seek of the Stars. There's one point in the game where, like, you have to go find this item, and it ends up being on this, uh, like, random-ass uh, island, and there's a, a thing, like, a quote-unquote town you can go into, and it's just, like, a house that's there. There's, like, I don't really remember too much, but I don't think there's anything there, and you have to, it's one of those hidden doors you have to walk through the side of the building to find an item that's hidden inside the building, and nothing in the game references this at all. Mm. Okay, well, that's, we'll keep that in mind. Okay, um, Cujo, I use guides to save time. I made that deal with the devil a long time ago. I'm such a completionist that if I miss something in an RPG, I have to go back. So maybe it's cheating, but I don't care how I know if I could figure it out. I just don't have the time, and I would rather experience the story. Okay? He has 110 hours in Persona using a guide, so it would be much more without it. Good God, why would you just know? For those aren't, that aren't keeping track of uh, Cujo's uh, private life, he's talking about Persona 5. Yeah, he's what is Cujo playing now is Persona 5 for the rest of eternity. All right. Um, uh, Skithrix Susan B. Anthony here uh, says, uh, I think paying for official guys is just stupid unless you're a kid and it sweeps you up in the excitement and wonder of it all. Personally, I think GameFAQs.com is the best website. It has been forever. My argument is just like the the visuals and a guide. They make it they make it worth it to me every time. Like I, I'm just I'm just a tactile kind of guy. Like I like having the thing. Like uh, like RPG books are the worst. Like for tabletop RPGs because the retail on a tabletop RPG book is what between forty and sixty bucks, and the R, uh, the PDF at like drive through RPG is like normally like ten. And I can't spend the ten on a PDF. That to me feels like a waste of money. But the sixty bucks on the on the hardback does not. So go figure. Well, that's because the PDF you just go to a torrent site and find it. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, you also you also skip Blaine. He said, "I have so many guys. It's sad. I use them to save time as well and to not miss things. As many RPGs seem to do the whole do this before this point in the game, or you'll miss it. Bullshit. 
Oh, but I don't know if you were trying to bundle his comment in with something else he said down at the bottom. Oh no! See, I have it all. I have it all. He didn't. Did he put the at mention in it? Like I put in the he thing. He did not. No, no, that's why he's fired. Because see, I can go up here and go to at mentions and have them all, and I don't have to scroll through this shit. Follow instructions, Blaine. Um, <laughs> Good thing I'm here to pick up the slack. <laughs> um. All right. After the last call, Josh chimes in again. I think it, they can take away from the experience, but we're essential for helping the completion, completionist. I think he means completionist. Uh, I wouldn't blame people for using them. No, it's not cheating. Some games kind of require it. Um, all right, since Blaine was right here. One thing about them from a collector standpoint, often they are worth more than the game. They also, uh, they're often wrong and written in a way that will mess you up. FF12 comes to mind, where it's said to sell all materials of this type and later... We hope you didn't sell material of that type, or you can't get the blank. Don't get me started on the FF9 manual. That said, they're often hilarious, like uh, Resident Evil or the Conqueror's Guides or any working designs one. Back in the day, if it wasn't for guides, I'd never beat some of the games. Um, they comes to mind. All in all, I love them, although they do take up a huge amount of space and are no longer needed. Um, bay, this room on the end that has like uh, 200... 20 plus doors and each one lead back to the first one except one. If I hadn't had a guide, I would have smashed the disc of Vey. That's what I meant. Um, Josh chimes in 9 and 12 are fucked. Um, 9 being all online was yeah, the fucking play online bullshit. Um, I mean, I didn't use a guide for FF12, so I didn't, I didn't have the FF12 guide. Now I kind of want it to see what he's talking about. Um, all right, Anderson chimes in. Anderson, buddy, where you been at, man? You've been scarce. We miss you. Come back. We love you. We need you. Not as scarce as Menthian, man. What's that? Not oh, as scarce no. as Menthian. Well, Menthian's been like, you know, he's like doing cool things and getting his dick wet, so he's allowed to be gone. Yeah, so say he's like motorcycling, <laughs> got a girlfriend, or whatever the fuck else he's doing. He's not, he's being not a loser like we are. <laughs> um. Uh, he said he once had the FF7 guy lets him do borrow it he got kicked out of school and took his guide with him he's still a little pissed about it All right, that sucks but that's coming from the person that has four fucking FF7 guides in his house so that's just me um, I think that's it as far as uh, comments but there's a ton of discussion back and forth on it so people out there if you're, if you're not in the discord like I really recommend you guys get in the discord with the exception of one person whose whose name we won't say, um, Blaine. Uh, not, not, uh, uh, everyone's uh, actually pretty nice and won't make fun of you actively. Um, I'm kidding. That's a bald face line. I'm kidding. Uh, but it's a good time. Um, there's almost constant discussion in there. So if you're not you're not in the Discord, you got to hop on in it. It's just you just download the app on your phone, or you can use it in your browser. You click the link, it'll take you there. You make an account, you click the link again, it'll tie your account to the server, and you're good to go. It's fucking easy. Um. Yeah, man. So, uh, I think that's that'll do it for our uh, strategy guides and walkthroughs discussion. I just kind of wanted to go through it because it's such an integral part of this genre, more so than any other genre, I would say. And um, yeah. How you how you coming along in Warsaw? I haven't started yet. Oh boy. Oh. I've downloaded, but. Oh boy. What, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I in for trouble? Like, is it long or something? Um, not really. It's only like, I want to say like, it's only like a handful of scenarios. But uh, some of them are kind of tricky, man. 
And you well, can, no, you only get like eight characters in the game. And there's um definitely choices you can make that will fuck you. Like that's definitely a thing that can happen. So twenty nine hours, that doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, that seems like a great Yeah, that sounds great. So you have fun with that. Uh so um yeah, man, I just How uh, far along are you then? I'm I'm about twelve, thirteen hours in, I think is my last playtime. Okay. So I'm I'm about halfway through. I'm almost there. I haven't been able to play as much in the past uh week as I wanted to. I've been I've been sick, so I'm sorry for all the sniffling and coughing on this episode, guys. I'm fucking sick, so get over it. Um, I don't think I have anything else. We don't have any new emails, no new reviews. I mean, we got a new, we've had two new ratings, but nobody's leaving any reviews. So, go figure. Oh, God, are they also one stars? No, um, they've been five stars. So. Oh, that's, uh, that's a surprise. Yeah, I mean, more one star ratings from that douchebag. All right, low energy, end of the show. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. So uh, you can check out the website, www.therpgshow.com. Links to the Discord and all that stuff's there. If you're buying any of these new games coming out that everybody's excited about talking on the Discord, make sure you click on our Amazon affiliate link. It's not going to charge you any extra, but we'll get a small smidge of that come back our way. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. You can email the show, podcast at therpgshow.com. And until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Wow, we really yeah. just did that. Yeah, I did that. I couldn't help it. I was trying to hold it. My bad. You can do it again if you want to. Uh, what, sneeze? No, say bye, everybody. Why would I want to do that? Because you love them. We all know that's not true.